0: Welcome back to the show, uh, and it is time. Uh, The voice is being belted out by Johnny Farnham now. We want your voice and hear what you think of this uh, this incredible weekend, unforgettable weekend, as I've mentioned. Not necessarily for the right reasons, but I guarantee you watch that World Cup final, you are not forgetting it. No way, no how. Now, uh, opening up the phone lines, of course, uh, on 0800 150 811, and Ants from Green Bay joins us. Good morning, Ants. How are you feeling today, mate?
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, can't do much about it now. But um, wasn't much of a game, I must admit. But uh, the um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit average anyway. But the main thing I think that hasn't been brought up is um, Aaron Smith's kicks that were just going. All of them basically going to the 22, or too close to the 22, and um, they're 22, sorry, and um, our kickers, our chasers, just couldn't even get there, you know, it's too long, and I, I can't believe that they didn't rectify that sort of earlier on, like saying, hey, it's not working, <laughs> you know, get, um, yeah, someone else could be doing the kick, surely, yeah, it's I don't not, I-
0: know. I hear you, Anson. I don't think um, Aaron Smith was the only one with that. I don't think our kicking game was as um, on point as say that Ireland performance uh, in the quarterfinals um, was a was a perfect example of when the All Blacks get it right. Uh, and we know uh, against France early in the tournament, and there has been criticism of the All Blacks kicking, kicking game. I don't think um, I don't think they were def- they at um, peak form there. I don't think they hit top speed, but I. I think, as you heard from John Hart, right, that the, the South African kicking game—whether that's uh, shots at goal, whether that's kicking from with Fat to click from the base of the scrum, wherever it was—they seem to have the edge on us.
1: But I think they, um, our guys, tended to—they um, sort of lingered around. I know you can't block the, the South African chases, but um, they seemed to pull away big time when, uh, um, right at the, you know, like they, they weren't even sort of. Um, give um giving a bit of presence either side of you know, our um whoever was gonna catch from our side. I think the train's there, can't you? you need to have someone beside so you so you got a presence, at least for South Africans, not just one on one. Anyway, but that's my take on it.
0: But uh now, it's yeah. a fair take too. You, look, you mentioned as well it wasn't a great game. It certainly isn't um a game that they're gonna put up in the uh, the rugby hall of fame as one to watch for the for the uh, quality of rugby that was played but it had that level of tension that only a final or a knockout game uh, can play to. Did, did, did Were you on the edge of your seat to the end or were you re- resigned to this earlier on in the match?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously there's still some, some excitement there, but I mean, the, definitely the excitement goes when you're scoring tries and then you're going, oh, hang on, they're coming back for this and hang on. And, and I, I mean, that um, drop by their halfback at the base of the scrum, and Wayne Barnes just said, it went back, it went back, and he wasn't even in a position to see that it went back. <laughs> I think it's just like, it's funny that they didn't, you know, things like that should be ruled on if they're going to rule against all our
0: stuff. Anyway. yeah, but yeah I've can, got to say, listen, there's definitely moments like that, and that was one that was frustrating. There was a couple of uh, loud screams from uh, my my living room at the time, but I will point out that if I reckon if I was South African, uh, I would have wondered about that last pass that the from the All Blacks try. Personally, I would have gone. That's that's. T- I, I would be up in arms over that. So there's swings and roundabouts. Absolutely with that. Appreciate your call, uh, Anson, we've Got Charlie from Wellington. Morning, Charlie. Hey, how are you doing? Really well, mate. Really well. How are you feeling? Uh, Twenty four hours on. Good. Uh, I, as you can
2: hear from my voice, I'm English, so I'm slightly. Uh, with a Kiwi wife, obviously I was relatively happy that England weren't playing New Zealand in the final but obviously having Wayne Barnes there is always another added element in our house and um, <laughs> I've, always, I've always been a Wayne Barnes fan actually since obviously since when he was very first started and obviously that he didn't perform well in that very first game or the, you know the most important game which affected the All Blacks but since then I think he's been right up there with the best in the world letting like the games flow and such like but, I did not think he had a good game yesterday. I honestly, I think if he hand um, on heart, I think there are certain things on that game he just didn't. He, didn't, he just got, a, I felt the game got away from him a bit. And for whatever reason, you know, that might, might be. But There's just a couple of things I still don't really understand. Maybe you can clarify that. I don't understand the Frizzell decision. Um, it obviously decided that it wasn't deliberate. So it obviously wasn't a red card. Well, if it wasn't a red card, then it wasn't a yellow card, right? but they obviously had a long look at it to turn it into a yellow card. So something needs to be looked at there that was obviously not right, that it was proved that it was an accident. And so I know they can't go back in time, but they've got to be more careful about turning something into a yellow because you can't bring a guy on early, right, when he's sitting on the thing, even though you've decided it wasn't correct.
0: A a, a yellow card in the third minute of a World Cup final needs to be a definitive... Decision like well, what what more could I have done in that scenario? So the 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 law for that says that a player must level uh, level the jackler out of the contest at the ruck, but must not drop his weight onto them or target the lower limbs. Now he didn't drop his weight; it was deemed an accident. Uh, to the letter of the law, you can find a way to do it, but I think that uh, that set the tone uh, for the game, Charlie. Uh, and listen, I, I I'm I'm not a Wayne Barnes hater. I think that he is a very good referee. I don't think he had his best. Game, and I would have liked to see uh, someone like Wayne Barnes, who has blown the whistle in that many test matches, over a 100, to be able to say, Do you know what, TMO, or do you know what, Bunker? I didn't feel that. That's not what I... I'm here on the ground and that is not what I'm going to deem for those situations. But what are you supposed to do when you get it in in your ear uh, for that scenario? It's supposed to be that backstop. You have no choice uh, but to cop it. And look, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit the the situation with Artie Savia. We had to apologise to him after the penalty. Didn't pull that one back. It's tough to take, but you know, it's tough to take because we're New Zealanders. And I'm, I guarantee you sit there from a South African point of view, they'd have been yelling at the TV uh, as well at some points of the decisions being made. So it was yeah, a tough game. And I really think that the, uh, that the whistle was set the tone far too early. Charlie, I'm really grateful for your time. And uh, good luck uh, navigating that one for the next four years in your household, then, uh, if the Wayne Barnes issue comes up, because that's going to be around for a while. Uh, David joins us in Blackpool. Morning, David.
3: Good morning. Hey, a, a couple of three things. Um, first, the bane of my uh, World Cup experience has been hearing those TMOs. I mean, I just... Subliminal messages happen to humans, eh? And if you hear that sort of chat going on, um, it influences everything. Um, I was listening... After the Shannon Frazel signal, I was had it in the background because I don't have television in the house, haven't for about four or five years and last night around 10 o'clock they replayed it and I was, it occurred to me that I hard, don't really recall hearing Jordan uh, well Jordan's name much through the game
0: and I'm point. wondering if um, sorry Great point David, absolutely great point
3: yeah, I'm wondering if other people, you know, other listeners, can help me out because uh, I was pretty bloody tired. I, I'm landscaping a section, so I'd been out in the sun. That's it, actually been real good weather down here. So um, yeah, no. If, if someone can help me out, was he was he involved
0: or not? That's all. Thank you. Thank you, David. You see, well, he was involved, but not very well. Uh, he was, uh, in my opinion, uh, he was the the Springbox just did to Will Jordan what they did to Lomu in 1995. The biggest attacking weapon. They had a plan. He didn't get a ball. He didn't get space. He dropped a couple of pills when they came his way just from the pressure uh, that he was under. So they didn't whack four defenders on him and and try to weigh him down. He's not Lomu in that context. But they came in with a plan to make sure that Will Jordan was not effective. And I thought they did a a, a hell of a job on him. Uh, Will Jordan's name was barely mentioned. Uh, When he got subbed off, it's like, we just he didn't fire a shot uh, and I don't necessarily think that's all down to Will Jordan I think it was a great tactic uh, so well pointed out David no, I was absolutely agree with you about uh, Will Jordan's uh, name was certainly missing and sadly so for the All Blacks during that game we're going to take a break come back with more of your calls and the World Rugby Awards in Paris uh, have been happening this morning and I can tell you there is some success for New Zealand in Paris. Uh, we have seen a New Zealander crowned the World's Men's Player of the Year. Artie Savia has taken that out. A great result uh, there. Wonderful stuff. Uh, Mark Talia has taken out the Breakthrough Player Award. Uh, and former Black Ferns Seven Star Tyler nathan won. now playing, of course, for the Kiwi Ferns in Rugby League, was named the Women's Sevens Player of the Year Coach of the Year, Andy Farrell from Ireland. Didn't make it out of the quarters, but he is the coach of of the year, so uh, no chocolates there for all that's coach Ian Foster. Let's continue with your calls. We've got Brian from Christchurch. Thanks for your patience, mate. Well, I
4: have to say I'm going to blow my trumpet because I rang last week and uh, there been some great concerns about TMO and uh, the breadth of the powers, the continual interference in the matches and foreshadowing what happened, before, of course, at the uh, World Cup. You know, the points I'd like, like to stress is this. Whenever you involve more than one person in the refereeing you're inviting all sorts of trouble. Every person on earth will start, if they're not biased, which most of us are biased in one direction or the other, we have a subliminal bias. And when you've got a panel of people up there looking at screens and debating what to do, this ridiculous uh, you know are we going to upgrade it to a red card, they should have no say whatsoever in that nonsense
0: yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, it's first of all well done on tuning your own uh, horn there, uh, Brian. Because it, you're right, uh, it was. It's going to be the, the thing people remember most for at least the uh, the next few weeks. That TMO and it's going to shape, I think, how people talk about what the next rugby season should look like going forward. Steve from Auckland, appreciate your time and waiting. How are you going? No,
4: no, no problems. More enough, Sam. Good to hear your voice, mate. Um, but firstly, congratulations to, to Tyler, Mark, and um, and Artie, Artie's especially. Super well-deserved. I think he probably should have got it a couple of, couple, couple of years ago because, God, he's probably the most consistent rugby player on this particular earth. I'm going to say, what sporting organisation gives their officials tool, a set of tools that are so warped in and around TMO, citing mitigation, that basically leaves their officials open to ridicule. I can't think of any another sport that basically does that, Sam. I know that the TMO and the officials will cop a lot of crap.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you entirely, uh, Steve. I, I completely agree. They uh, put themselves in a real dodgy situation. They need to fix that.